I, I remember like four or five years ago when we had J.J. Barea on the team, yeah. we, we would often give all the, the service members a J.J. Barea jersey. And this is when we had like Kevin Love and Ricky yeah. Rubio and like other stars like Pekovic. And it would always be like, JJ? Why are you giving these guys like JJ jerseys? And so at the very least now they give them a personalized jersey with their own name on it. I think that's cool because I used to be like, if you're going to honor these guys, don't give them like a bench player's jersey. Come on. Welcome to episode 36 of Wolves Cast, the show that believes Nikola Pekovic should play in this year's all-star game over Zaza Pasulia. Toasted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show, everybody. So great to have you back. So good to be able to bring, once again, some great Timberwolves content. Yep. Straight your way. Hopefully make you feel a little less lonely cheering for this team. It's cold outside and everything. Top corner of the NBA. But we're still doing a podcast. Scott, thanks for making it over in the cold. It. Appreciate it. He was very bundled up as he rolled in tonight. Took the car a few minutes to warm up, I'll tell you that. But uh, we got here safe and sound. Not too many people out driving around tonight. Yeah, stay safe out there, you guys. It's not like it's like, you know, bad roads, but ooh, it's rough to be out there. And uh, especially especially uh, rough on the automobiles, that kind of thing. Uh, another week of Wolves basketball to talk about. Uh, we got a win. We got a couple losses. We got some... We got some uh, mid-season talks to get through, you know. Uh, today on the show, we'll talk about this week in Timberwolves basketball. Uh, we have uh, a wonderful sponsor. We have a brand new segment where we interview somebody. So a new segment called Five Questions With. And our guest today is Alex Conover. You'll hear from him about halfway through the show. We are going to review Target Center food. We went to the game, uh, the Milwaukee game, and uh, ate some delicious food. Um, we'll do our weekly Wolfies and, of course, play a game. All that today. So stick around throughout the whole show, everybody. Scott, you ready to jump into it? Yes. I wanted to address the high percentage of our audience that is higher-ups than you know, the movers and shakers in the Timberwolves organization. <laughs> yeah. We know you listen to us. Uh, we know Thibodeau listens to us because we suggested that you know Zach Levine, maybe he should sit a little earlier in the first quarter, you know, and play more minutes at the bench. He's doing that kind of stuff. So let me tell the people in charge, you should have Neil and I come to more games. Okay. Because our record so far, have we been to a loss this season? It's impeccable. I've been to one, but you have not seen a loss yet. Yeah, I'm 3-0 and on the season so far. So I'm just saying, you know, uh, until I miss, why don't you hook me up with some more tickets? You That's know? a great idea. If you're listening, you want some more wins, apparently Scott's the ticket. So give him some tickets. Yeah, please. And uh, I'm, all, I'm, I'm open, and it just depends on how many games you want to win this season. Like, depends. I understand. Maybe maybe they're not trying to win games. Maybe right. they we'll want that out. draft pick. We'll and find so, out like, if they holla at us or yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, we can judge your commitment to winning the season by whether or not they hook me up with free tickets. Please. That's how we'll know. That's how we'll know. Okay, we did get the win on Friday uh, fun last game. week uh, against Milwaukee. Very fun game. Terrific dunks. Terrific dunks. Got to see Giannis. Got to see the the star of the league, the the, the young budding star of the whole league. The the Bucks have kind of taken the spot that a lot of people thought the Wolves would have this year as the the team on the rise with the youngins. Yanni, That's the Bucks. Yanni has made a leap every year. He's Ooh. gotten so much better every year. I never. I thought like he had 
a longer way to go until he was this good. Yeah. But man, whatever he's training, whoever he's training with in the summer, let's get Wiggins and Towns to train with him because Yanni has taken leaps and bounds. Like he says just in, like he takes leaps and bounds when he dunks those, from like the free throw line. You know, those long legs. He said in uh, this week's uh, Sports Illustrated Lee Jenkins feature that he does not train with any outside people. He just sticks with Buck Staffers because ah, he, want, he, he wants to keep it all in-house. Well, credit to the Buck Staffers then. <laughs> he says lots of people have offered and he turns them all down because he wants to work with just the Buck's training staff. <laughs> so well, they're it's all the right plan, they're I guess. They're doing a great job. Did Giannis win most improved player last year? I think he, no, you know most people want so. him to win this year. I can't remember who won it last year, though. It, that's because it's a... Was it McCollum It's a, a BS award. Yeah. Was it McCollum last year? Yeah, it's very, yeah. very weird it probably criteria. probably was McCollum because he went from getting no minutes to a lot of minutes. So that's usually the way you make that award go. So Um, shouts to Jay Skeet. So I know it's on on this rail all the time on the starters. Right. Going back to the Basketball Jones days, and that's a dumb award. Yeah. Okay. So the Bucks game was fun. Lots of people were there. For the Flash Eats nightmare that kept me. Kept there, me out of a lot of the first There was a malfunction quarter. slash we had, uh, yeah, we had some issues getting into the building. I was there so early, too. Like, a lot of times, go. I need everything to go right because I'm rolling in there. I'm sitting down in my yep. seat as tip-off is going, not this night. I was there, like, 20 minutes early. Yeah. And I still missed, like, most of the first quarter. mishaps. I had to stand in line. But because of some flash seats, when their servers are down, you got to stand in line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, lots, was, lots of problems can happen with flash seats. We've it's been just over like, it. You guys know the deal. It, there's a really simple solution to this. We've been doing it for centuries. Trees of sports watching <laughs> tickets paper tickets proper tickets just give us a ticket yeah come on um but yeah the wolves got the win that was a fun one they won pretty easily too the, the game in the second half didn't seem like it was ever under a 10 point advantage for the wolves so. i heard it was a wire to wire win i wouldn't know because i didn't get to see the first eight minutes of the game thanks to flash sheets everyone uh, yeah brought to you by flash sheets i, I recorded uh, the midnight version so i'll that's watch good. it later that's yeah. cool let's move on to the next game uh, the Portland game. We got, let's get to those losses. Let's get yeah. Let's, let's really dig into <laughs> let's the, let's dig into the, into the every meat time here. there's a good win, we have to follow it up by two depressing losses. Let's not talk too much about the lone win this this season this week. Let's let's get to the depressing sadness. But yeah, sun, Sunday night, Portland comes to town, uh, missing the the their all star. Um, yeah, I knew Dame this was going to happen. Trap game. Trap game. Well, right I just here. knew that. Like I didn't know that we were going to lose because it's the worst defense in the league. And so I figured, thirtieth. I figured we could just, you know, at least at the very least, we'll get a good offense of performance. So right. I thought we could still win. But when CJ McCollum had an early like ten points in the first quarter, Woo. I was just like, oh, he's easily scoring forty to fifty. I <laughs> I knew it was like forty was the low end, and I knew fifty was in play because he gets to finally take all the shots he wants, you know. And clearly, he was, you know, man. He killed us. We've talked in the past about how there's always like a Blazer player who always burns us. Before it was Wes Matthews oh, a couple yeah. of years back. He's always you know, gonna... Dame's done a number on us a number of times. You know, I feel like they, they always have like a role guy who does that to us. And man, this this was no different. This this week was no different. McCollum hanging a career high. What do you have like forty something? Uh, it might have been forty seven. Forty seven sure. on us. Career high night for McCollum. And no one could guard him. He it was, was just making the same everything. thing over and over again. And that. When he was going over screens, and Ricky, can't, you can't go under the screen, you no. know. So Ricky's going over the screens, but Ricky's not fast enough to go over the screen. Yep. So Gorgie kind of drops back to contain McCollum, and McCollum's just popping and doing pop a shot every Still time, every a way time to get that mid range off. And we just could not figure out that simple way to defend the pick and roll against yeah. him until we had Chris Dunn on the floor. And I thought Chris Dunn was doing a great job of containing because Dunn can actually get around those screens. Yeah, he ended up playing. Dunn played the whole fourth quarter that night. Uh, he had Ricky a didn't get really back good in the game. building. Yeah, and it's just like, well, 
we needed someone who could stop Dunn. Yeah. I mean, and McCall, I mean, Dunn was the only guy slowing him down that yeah. night. He was actually looked like the only guy who was trying very hard, to be honest. And, like, man, he had some three blocks in that game, a lot of good energy plays. Great night for, for McCollum. I mean, it, it was unfortunate, though, because of the, the disappointing nature of the loss. It didn't really feel like I could enjoy what a lot of people were calling Dunn's best game of the year. Yeah. Uh, and then you had that uh, pretty silly, like, street ball move. And, again, that was another situation where I was like, that's dope, but I can't really enjoy this so much because the Wolves dropped a win they should have had here. And I didn't see a replay of that until I was on Twitter the next day because, like, I don't think FSN did, like, a good job of showing a replay sure. for it. Yeah. And so it was yeah. like, I don't think even in the moment people really appreciated it. At least Gorgie Gorgi made the shot. Yeah, exactly. He, <laughs> he, needed, got, he got the assist after he, that move. He needed that to happen. He said that, uh, the next day they had interviewed him and – he said that uh, he probably won't do it again because he knows coach doesn't like those kind of passes. He said he's tried that move twice in high school and it worked once, and then he never tried it in college. Wow. So he's trying to <laughs> Four years in Just, Providence. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, he said he's not going to do it again, though, because coach doesn't like it. <laughs> Thibodeau, I think his quote about it was that this is a competition, not a show. Ooh. Uh, which is funny because for us it is a show first, and, you know, it's that, that yeah. line, entertainment. Yeah. Not for them, sport. though. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, so that's yes. also Thibodeau's complaint about us as a whole is that we like to get our highlights and not play solid defense or like with the Portland game. I think I wrote it down in the post game interview. He was so disappointed as I was as well. Um, uh, offense should be easy when you're getting double teamed. Oh, yeah. You just pass it to the first open guy and then let them make the play. Right. Like you just pass it to the first open guy you see. And he said that everyone on the sec- in the second half, like the first half of Portland wasn't that bad because they're making a lot of play- assisted buckets. And then in the second half, Thibodeau said that everyone was trying to make that home run pass instead of just kicking it to the open man and letting that open man do the next thing. And like that's definitely what's happening right now. Yeah, you see that, that with Towns a lot. He doesn't just kick it out to the three point line if he gets doubled in the post. He, he tries to find he tries to thread that needle wrap, like it, the, wrap it around his money yeah, down the yeah, baseline find the cutter yeah. going through the lane or tries to make like the swing pass nah just give it give it maybe even pass it back to the guy who gave it to you who's waiting outside the three-point line that's the easy play and he's getting better uh, like you can oh, yeah. watch him every game getting better passing out that's been nice double, to see but sometimes he still holds it too long when you see the double come you gotta go right away is what tibbs is saying that's uh. another example of like even though this week was painful in these losses that we took and stuff this is the type of stuff that you're looking for every week to sort of see progress in individual players games you can kind of take solace in when the wins aren't coming anyway to see oh towns is figuring this out as the season goes on uh, i noticed there's something that T- uh, tibbs was yelling a lot about in philly and actually i think towns yelled at some teammates yeah. for a moment too was that when the double comes a lot of times our players aren't cutting oh, making those cuts move. to the basket yeah. or getting open yeah. and like a lot of times, Carl gets doubled, and then the remaining three defenders can cover four Timberwolves players because yeah, we're not no spacing moving. out. Yeah. We're just trying to make ourselves a little bit more open <laughs> at three point. Like we're behind the three point yeah. line, and we'll shade like a couple steps to the right, and it, it allows for like three of their players to cover four of ours, and no one's cutting except Chris Dunn was cutting a bunch, and uh, I was just really impressed by him in Philadelphia as well because he was one of the few guys who, when the double went on Towns, like Chris Dunn cut to the basket, yeah. and, and he got rewarded several times. You know, so that's another thing where. We just gotta see like Wiggins. Like, man, why do we never see Wiggins cut that often? You know. Yeah, you don't see you don't see that very often. You're right. Um, Tuesday loss in Philadelphia. Uh, very strange game, um, Scott. Very very weird game. Wolves go down big in the first half. Well, I I wrote this is a tor- it was a torturous first half to watch. Yeah, just bad shot selection. Oh, and you should have uh, been at trivia where it was on oh, the TV man, screen. That is why and I had to try host trivia through oh, this like terrible. I would. If yeah. I was you, I would have them turn off the game. 
<laughs> you could focus prob- on the yeah, duty. Yeah, it probably yeah, would have yeah. been smarter for a, a Especially good Especially with this night. season where it's like, you don't know what you're going to get at all. Like, uh, he's probably going to be disappointing. So. Joel was just flexing on us in that yeah. first half. Everything was going his way. Yeah, the Wolves, uh, you know, they uh, got down, down 26 points early in the third quarter and clawed their way all the way back. Philly did everything they could to give us that game. You know, lots of turnovers down the stretch and stuff. Wolves did tie it with a three. Uh, Ricky hit one of his... Uh, heroic fourth quarter threes that he's uh, accustomed to hitting. <laughs> to when, tie it up. when he makes up his mind to shoot, he's a better he's a better shooter than when he's it like has so much more passes. arc on it. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh yeah, that's going in. So. It's just like it just shows you when he focuses on it. Yeah, so I, that I, shot I goes in and that. ties it up, and then the Wolves lose on that backdoor cut to to make the basket. Uh, that's how that game should have ended. I think <laughs> just like okay, yeah, what a, what a mess. Uh, that was a frustrating defensive play though. Yeah. Um, I wrote down in my notes there was a nineteen to two Timberwolves run at the end of the uh, in the fourth, and we were still down by ten at that point. I was like nineteen to two run, we're Not still enough. down by double digits Not right enough. now. Yeah. Jeez, uh, so that's a tough game. It's we got to start talking about Towns and three pointers. Like he must be nailing these in practice. Ooh. You know, he must be just like killing it yeah. in practice because he takes some so many. He's been terrible. He's been he's a disaster. Slumping. He's slumping right now. Yeah, and I understand like. Shooters got to shoot through it, and Towns yep. shooting from the three-point line is worth it to the point where he should shoot through yep. it. But, man, do I cringe every time he puts one up. You know, I, I'm getting to the point where I almost expect Rubio's threes to go in more than Towns. Yeah, I mean, they've, I mean, especially if lately, Rubio's been been hitting a couple, and Towns is, is really slumping on those threes. So, yeah, it's... it's it's tough to watch, and uh, yeah, when he when he lines them up, you're always like, no, 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 no. So it's getting to that point, but you're right. Overall, Before we do we... want him to put those shots up. We do want him to be a modern five who can stretch the floor and everything. But yeah, it's hard right now. It's been tough. <laughs> like I said, he must be hitting them in practice because yeah, it's been tough. At one point in this game, before he hit one, he's, they said he was 11 for his last 56. Right, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, Ben's has been keeping track. But there is flashes um, in this game that I saw. I heard Zach. Uh, yelling in transition defense, like directing Wiggins. There you go. Like, talking, Wiggins talking. behind you, you know, and Wiggins nice. turn around. He's got a man. I saw Belly like hedge up really hard and then get back to his man and cover and contain. So, like, I'm seeing defensive plays that individually that you're giving me hope, but it's like, man, the effort's not there all the time. And there's a lot of easy stuff, like Cat's not getting a good stance. He's just always flat footed. Uh, People who well, low pass, yeah, the cat. More, more so, it's like upright. He's standing upright. Right. You know, he needs to get down a little bit lower and. Yeah, that's, there's lots of little things to nitpick for sure. And when you lose to Philadelphia, they, they, uh, they, they're, they're loud <laughs> out there. Um, Man, Joel, he's got those man muscles. He's a beast. That's, it's going to be a great matchup for years got, to come. we got to put Cat on that Joel Embiid diet. I hope know? Joel can stay on the floor. I hope he can that's stay healthy. Because Mirage. this would be just another guy to add to this like new age big man battle that Cat's a part of. It's so fun, and it's great to have him out there. There was I was saying that uh, I took some notes about Joel. had a lot of crazy feelings about him that I wrote down. <laughs> really went through the gamut. Uh, but I was saying maybe they should trade him because... <laughs> Think about this it. Should be good. His value is at the highest right now because everyone, yeah. like you heard on the broadcast, they were like talking Odin. about like trading forty eight numbers. The only player ever to have these poor forty eight numbers was Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Wow. wow. And then, thank God for Jim Pete, who's like, I don't like poor forty eight numbers because it's also like, <laughs> okay, play Joel Embiid for forty eight minutes. We'll see you know, how he does. He's, he's not going to be able to get the touches. Yeah. He's not. Gonna, yeah, exactly. And it's just like. Any NBA player, when they know they have a 25-minute limit, it's going to go way harder than his 25 minutes, you know? Yeah. So I just think his value is really high right now to the point where people might not realize he still had, like, these foot fractures. Like, Ooh, he's, what if he's like, yeah, or you're going to get, like, a good season here, good season there. But overall, like, maybe they should just use this rising tide 
trade yeah. Joel, have Ben Simmons, and imagine the bounty they can get back for Joel right now, you know? Wow. Uh, He's already man. on his third year of his rookie Sixers, contract. Sixers fans would just, just burn the building down if they traded him at this point. I mean, it depends on what you get happened. back. I think uh, the trade I had written down was... Um, Trade Embiid for like D'Angelo Russell and a first a future first from the Lakers or something. Never know. That's right. Never know. Um, awesome. Yeah, Sixers losing the Sixers. Bad times. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk about something else. Guy is the new year. It's our first show of 2017. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 2017. Um, let's talk about some of our personal resolutions for 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 the as NBA fans. For the new year, you gotta grow. You, know what I mean? you gotta set goals. I'm uh, all about resolutions. Let's go. Let's get it going on some personal resolutions for being an NBA fan. Scott, why don't you just run through all three years all right. here and, and give briefly, briefly sum them up? I'm doing better at this with age. I used to just be a tyrant in the stands, but I'd like to stop getting caught up on the refs and whether or not they're calling the games my way or not. Sure, or if sure. I'm like, man, we're really getting boned here. Man, that was a simple <laughs> bad call, or that call was so influential, and stuff like that. Because it's like bad calls happen both ways, and you know. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I focus less on the basketball when I focus on the refs. So I want to focus less on the yep. referees and just let bad calls be bad calls. They happen, you know? And I've noticed I've been better about that se- this season, but I'll still, yell. You I'll can still yell every once in a no, while. It's, so fine to wanna... heck, it's fine to heckle them, but don't let it, you know, affect you so much. They're just trying to do their jobs out here. Exactly. You know? All right, my next one. I'd like to get at least a decent knowledge of NBA stats. I'm such a nerd for baseball, sabermetrics. I like looking at the spin rate, fastballs. Like to see, you know, yep. their plate know coverage, and you know, I like to see like what catcher frames called, the called warp or a warp was it? That, Voight? Well, I mean, you know, we're not using warp, uh, warp as much anymore, which is value. No, over... Voip is voice over internet. Voice no, over internet. No, that's not warp, warp is value over replacement. There player. you go. Warp. It's more now war wins above average. Okay, yeah. But even that, you know, it lacks a certain distinction. So you got to compare with a bunch of different other. All sides. the nerds over there on the baseball side. You get it, but like I'm so bad at like even basic NBA stats. Like I was like, I want to find out what uh, the team is shooting from like this range on the floor, or just like I was like, I wonder where the Wolves are in the league at like most two point shots, long twos. Right. I feel like we're taking lots of long twos. I was like, I should look that up. And I'm just so bad at NBA <laughs> stats, and it's part of it's the familiarity with the sites. Like I know yeah. I use fan graphs really well. And, man, if I was better at baseball reference, I guess I could just do basketball reference. But I just need yeah. to get better. I feel like if I got smarter at the stats, I could bring some more fire to this podcast. I'm not very good at the stats. Better either. inform the people. So uh, that's something I'm going to resolve to work on more throughout the season. And then finally, I need to work on my free throw shooting because after watching this Wolves team, I realized that there are a few things sadder than watching people miss free throws. They're just they're just wide open, you know. Yeah. And uh, or, or ugly free throws like Cole Aldridge. Oh yeah. What a shot he has! Oh my goodness. So uh, that's going to be a real life goal for me. I'm not great at basketball. Sometimes I have to sit out games because I'm the guy who doesn't make the free throw. Yeah, I gotta make them play. In, so uh, I'm just gonna double down and practice a few more. Okay, a couple resolutions for me. Number one, put less emphasis on knowing the out come of a game this is something that bothers me like i watch a lot of league pass i watch a lot of games but i'm always like trying to keep the mystery of who actually wins the game and and sometimes they'll keep me from like watching a game or watching a condensed game or whatever and it's like it doesn't really matter i'm just trying to see these guys play i'm trying to understand the league better I'm trying to see some of my favorite players 
It's trying to see how certain teams operate, and it doesn't matter if they win or lose. But for some reason, that's always a thing to me. I'm always trying to stay spoiler free and not know if, if a game what the what the outcome of a game is. I don't know why it bothers you me. You can so at much. least like compromise and bring it back down to just the Timberwolves. You feel that way about you know. Like, <laughs> that's true. I'm, I'm never gonna let that go. That's a little bit much. You yeah, know, I'm never gonna let that game. go. But just like the Timberwolves games, I understand completely. Understand. Uh, my next one kind of rolls with that is watch more of the bottom of the league on League Pass. Watch more of the bottom of the NBA. More of the the bad teams. You know, as the league go, as the season goes on, you tend to just watch like the relevant teams and stuff. And um, I, I just want to make sure I'm watching more of the whole league. Trying to watch some of those those basement dwellers. Maybe I get enough of it with the Wolves or something like that. I get my fill of the bottom of the league when I watch Timberwolves. But I feel like I should, you know, take some more time and watch some of the the bad squads. I mean, it's a little bit easier this year with the, with Philly having interesting players and with the league Laker, kind of having Lakers more balance. Are interesting. Lakers are good. Yeah. Um, the Suns are interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, we're still, especially at this point in the season, before some of these teams will gut themselves, trade off their good right. players, start playing like guys you don't know, and then you're like, who is that? That right. just did that crazy. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, the only team that would, uh, for me would be like a no watch at this point is the Nets, where it's just like, yeah. I don't need to watch this Nets game. Anybody. I don't have to watch this Nets game. But any other team in the league, like, I would watch it. You yeah. know, there's some good bad teams to watch. All right, time to get to our sponsor, you guys. That's the music you hear when it's sponsor time. Today's show is uh, sponsored by a book. A book, uh, you know, you might have heard this week about uh, NBA coaching legend George Carl. He's got a book coming out uh, here in a couple days. It's making the news rounds, though, because some controversial things that are in there. Um, George Carl's book. Uh, uh, Getting all these players mad. Mellow's angry. Furious George is the Kenya name of Martin. it. Yeah, Kenya Martin. Talking about, yeah. Talking mad smack about his former employers. Yeah, so, you know, George Carl is in the news this week, but... Turns out our good friend, David Kahn, also has a book coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, we get the press release right here. They're, they're paying us to talk about it, tell you all about it. The book's coming out soon. It's called Kahn's Wrath, My Four Years Drafting Busts and Dissing Superstars. It is going to be great. It's a tell-all book from former Wolves GM David Kahn. Here's an excerpt here. I'll read this for us. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. Try to do my David Kahn voice. Oh, good, good. Kevin Love was a true conundrum for me in the four years I had him. He was the best rebounder I ever saw, but he's probably at best the third banana on a championship team. He also swore at children and avoided paying his taxes. He's simply un-American. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that is going to... I don't know if anybody has seen that. No one's seen that yet. This is an exclusive. This, this is, is something that we only have right now. Soon it will get out to more media, but we, we're the only ones that have the excerpt right now. Once that gets out, oh boy, he's going to get raked to the coals in the media on this one. Oh, that's going to be a hot seller. You can tell because he's coming out with these fiery excerpts. There's all this stuff in the book that is going to be drama for former players and stuff. There's, a, there's an area in the book he argues that Wes Johnson has had a better career than DeMarcus Cousins. I mean... I mean, it makes sense from him, but wow, I, I can't wait to read that. After the whole, after an entire chapter on Johnny Flynn's smile, Khan <laughs> actually says that if he could do it all over again, he'd still take Johnny Flynn <sighs> over Steph Curry. Unbelievable. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess if you're David Khan, this is the world you live in. He, he called also- Steph Curry too feminine looking. Ugh, so weird. Why would you even say that? He also makes the case for Martel Webster as a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
Okay, David Kahn. Sure. Whatever you say, man. I mean, this book, uh, I, we, I haven't read the whole thing. We've only seen these excerpts. We've only seen we some see of the clips. The, we can see the blurbs that they send out. See the blurbs. People referring to it. Glenn Taylor said, I support this decision entirely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think it's something you're going to want to pick up. The name of the book is Khan's Wrath. It's coming out soon. Make sure you check that out. We want to say thank you to Khan's Wrath for supporting our like show. Manna from Heaven. David Khan reviewing his own book. David Khan with the Manna from it Heaven. It was like Manna from Heaven. That's right. That's that's how good the book is, you guys. We would call it like Manna from Heaven. All right. Well, go out and uh, get it from your nearest bookstore. Or like you could just boycott this publisher. You know, I've, I've heard a lot yeah. about boycotting publishers who put out uh, books by really trollish, disgusting people. And I feel like it might apply in this case, too. So why don't we just throw that boycott, extend it a little bit, and uh, boycott Khan's Wrath at uh, every bookstore that is sold at a public park near you. Buy it and then boycott it. Yeah, I like it. And up next. Wait, no. It gets the money then. You like it? You, you like it? Steal it. But don't like it. Steal that book. All right. It's time for a brand new segment, Five Questions With. And today, our Five Questions With is going to be with Alex Conover. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're here talking to Alex you may know him from North Star Hoops, the website, uh, you know, ranking and and uh, covering prep basketball in the state of Minnesota. You might know him from being on Twitter and fo- from following the Timberwolves, Wolves fan and such. And uh, yeah, you might know him if you live in Minneapolis. And you might know him from his great band, Church Dads. Church Dads. <laughs> You know, great band. Hey, we got a show on uh, Friday if this podcast makes Ooh, it out. Ooh, okay. Little promo Friday. Mace what's Lacks. what's the date on that? What's the date? What's the uh, date? It's Friday the sixth. The sixth at Mayslacks. We go on around nine p.m. Nice little northeast gig. There you go. Yeah, you gotta. You guys gotta check out Church Dads. They're a wonderful local band. They are. Uh, they're finding their feet. They got some originals. <laughs> They've been playing shows all around town. Check them out if you live in the Twin Cities. Church Thank Dads. You. So yeah, those are all the ways you might know. Alex, I know Alex because we met in Winona at St. Mary's University, college college days. That's right. That kind of thing. And uh, Alex, you, you grew up in Winona, right? You went to high school there and everything. Did you grow up like before that in Winona as well? Yeah, born and raised. Uh, my dad's worked there for 31 years now. And um, he, uh, he's he been there since like 85, 86 or so. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, yeah, ended up, I, w- I went to private school there and then went on to St. Mary's uh, on the, the old free plan, on yeah. the old employee's <laughs> child plan. Because So Alex and I um, get along because we're both drummers, yep. but we also love basketball. And Alex, you know, always was following basketball. We play pickup together now every week. But at the time, you were, you were going to like WSU. Like they had like one of the best uh, Division II teams around so you were always i just have always known you as someone to follow the game of basketball no matter what level be it high school college even d2 and and with the wolves and everything so all right all right so let's dig into it five questions with alex conover question number one what is your favorite minnesota timberwolves memory easily my favorite can i say from my from my stint with the team when i worked there used to work for the team when i worked for the team so it actually has nothing to do with the Timberwolves, but it was after uh, Rockets and Timberwolves game. I think it was like 2013, but I went out with um, an old high school friend, and she was a really pretty girl. She went down to college in Florida. I always had a crush on her in high school, <laughs> and she said, do you want to hang out with my friends after the game? And I was like, of course. Like, I will. yeah, it's probably a bunch of cute girls. 
while her friends turned out to be Chandler Parsons, Jeremy Lin, Ursan Ilyasova, <laughs> and later on James Harden. And and so just my I friends, was like, no big deal. Yeah, I was like, I thought it was going to be a bunch of sorority girls, but this is actually way cooler. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm way way this more happy too. about this. Yeah. <laughs> And we we went to like Sally's in Dinky Town, which is like the weirdest place for a bunch of NBA players to go, in my opinion. Like it was it was right after Lynn Sanity was like really nuts. So because yeah. he was he was uh, he was huge in New York, and and then he bounced around a little bit. And when he was in Houston, it was still like he was really cool to a lot of people. And um, and we went to Sally's first. And then we went um, to this hotel bar, and then I forgot where we ended up, but it was this it's all blur right really weird experience fuzz, because yeah. everyone thought people thought I was his like agent or his like side dude where yeah, where for people were asking me like, is it okay if I get a picture with with Jay Lynn? And I was like, dude, I don't care. Like I'm like, but it, it was also torturous because when we were at Sally's, he had to take a picture. Like I'm not kidding, every for sure every minute maybe every like 30 seconds at wow. times and it was frustrating cuz we more were trying than Parsons to, more than Harden we were trying to eat well well we were with Parsons and Parsons is just like kind of looked like white and tall yeah um could have been a lot Ersan Ilyasova was getting no love yeah i'm sorry about yeah. that also white and tall but less uh less recognizable yeah uh Harden we met up with in the in the hotel lobby just briefly and i brushed up with him and i I I remember saying, "Hey, uh, did did you know you're on the game's new record?" He shouts you out <laughs> on I think it was like the Red Album because yep. he shouts out James Harden at the very end, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 I mess with game, I mess with game." Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "I was like, what's your favorite album?" And he said, uh, "He said, I think he said LAX," which I was like, "What? <laughs> Not the first yeah. and really good one?" But so I talked with him for a little bit, and then. Um, at the end of the night, uh, Jeremy Lin and I shared a bag of Twizzlers out of the nice. vending machine. That was Twizzlers. a really wonderful moment. So, so your number one Timberwolves memory is really about the Rockets. Yeah. All right, so question two. What player, what Timberwolves player, did you get along best with when you were working with the team? Who was your homie? Who was the guy that, you know, even if it was briefly, who who would you have a little connection with? My homie was Shved's brother. Uh, Shved's <laughs> brother. Shved. Yeah, you remember? Just his brother. Yeah, well, Dima. Yeah, yeah. Play hoops with us, Dima. Yeah, so Shved's brother, I met him when they did the Target shopping spree thing, which yep. they just did yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Shved uh, was pretty poor at English, especially at the beginning. Actually, I think he got worse at English. (laughs) Or he acted like it because he didn't want to do interviews. He didn't want to do interviews. Oh, very sneaky. And Demo was doing a lot of his translating. And we started talking and we had a lot of stuff in common. Found out he's like a rapper. And so like I was trying to hook him up with beats for a while. Um, So I spent a lot of time at Shved's apartment, which was a townhouse in downtown in this neighborhood that I never knew existed. And um, the rent was outrageous. It was, I think you said it was five thousand a month, talked down from sixty three hundred. And they had a little tiger kitten in their house. It was, it was a cat, cat with. It was, it was called tiger a Siberian, yeah. a Siberian. A, it was like a Russian Siberian cat. It was like a specific breed, and they brought it on the like thirteen hour plane ride from Russia. Oh my! And God. it meowed the whole way. But your alley um, with the cats. Yeah, right up my alley. So, so the Shved family. I always got along with Shved too, because yeah, when I met him, he was like, I was like, "Hi, my name's Alex," and he's like, "Ho ho, me too." You know, yeah, <laughs> he's like me too. And um, 
Yeah, we'd always talk about weird stuff. And I actually really like Steamsma too. Steamsma was awesome. Yeah, he was he was he was like an everyman. He was he was the only Wolves player I ever knew who actively used the Skyway system. <laughs> Everyone else drove like three blocks yeah, to, to nah, practice. Yeah. He was like, Wow, you know, why would why I, would I do, do that? that? Yeah. He had he had like a of course he had like a F two fifty truck or something. Yeah. So it, <laughs> He he used to walk the skyways, and I would always hear about him walking. And uh, yeah, he just he was down to earth, and we used to talk about the Badgers. I love that. Mm. So yeah, Steamer or the Shved family. That's cool. Uh, okay, so going going with that same topic of working for the team, mm. what's like a common misconception uh, about like NBA front offices that was surprisingly untrue? Like when you got to work, when you started working for the team, what was something we were like, damn. People don't know about this, or like, damn, people got this wrong. Like, yeah. what surprised you about working for an NBA team that you didn't think was going to be the case? That's a good one. Um, yeah, I wish I had more stories from the con, like draft war room. Yeah. Uh, that stuff was pretty, pretty tight lipped. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people disagreed with con, of course, um, but they wouldn't even really talk about it because they wanted to keep their job. Because sure. I would say it's that like <laughs> not every. You know, a very small group of the actual employees are um, in the know. Are insiders? Yeah. And if they are insiders, good luck getting it out of them. That's why when I used to hear about leaks happening, I, I that's more from agents maybe and stuff like outside the organization. Very much so. That's yeah. another thing. When there's certain there's certain media members in the Twin Cities that we learned um, we're very close to agents. The agents drive a lot of that news. Um, yeah, the front offices are very tight lipped, and yeah, the the insider thing. A lot of those Wolves employees are just regular old employees. Yeah. Just working marketing, working, just, you know, working internal, yeah. just doing their business. They're not like insiders. They're not like you know, they don't have all that that info. Okay, that's interesting. All right, so also like we said before, you work for North Star Hoops. Yep. Uh, website. Uh, tell us a little bit about North Star Hoops. What is what is North Star Hoops? And and really the the question I wanted to talk about is what are some tips for people who maybe just watch the NBA and want to get into watching some local high school kids and watch some watch some local homegrown talent. So what's North Star about and what what would you recommend for for checking out high school ball? We have we have websites across the country oh, right, wow, okay. right now I'm looking at our grid and I believe it's 20 other states. So it's um, prephoops.com is like yeah, the prep is hoops like the is parent the network. site. Okay, cool. And it all started with North Star Hoops. So it started in Minnesota and it wow. spread out um our, our newest ones, I think it looks like um, Washington is a really new one, and uh, Kansas, I think, is a really new one. But cool. So yeah. you have like rankings of each of the team, each of the states, like best players. You have there's listing for events. It mm -hmm. looks like and, and yeah, and not just the best players. So the mission behind it is to cover um, everyone who's college bound. So nice. you get kind of an overload of like these top guys, like the five stars and the guys that have videos. Um, that you see all the time, but we've got rankings all the way from one to two fifty, wow. and a lot of times the, the guys in that last fifty spot, I mean, they're like borderline college players, or they might just play at a small D three or maybe a small junior college. But we want to give attention to everyone that's going through the recruiting process, and we give, I mean, out of that two fifty, we do individual articles on probably two hundred of the kids, and everyone gets their time to shine. No matter if you're if you're committing to. St. John's University or Augsburg or the U of M. Cool. And so that's what makes the model unique. And we also cover the heck out of uh, summer basketball and AAU as long as winter hoops. Yeah. So we just started a new season. I believe it's my fourth season with North Star Hoops. And um, I love it because 
the atmosphere. There's so much more going on than just the game. Like I love pep band. Yeah. I love. I have a coworker who just I played in pep lo- band in high school. Right? I did yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I played it. That was a blast. Yep. I have a coworker who loves the concession stand. Like he always <laughs> talks about. Popcorn. He always always <laughs> yeah. TC hoops are uh, he. I have a podcast with him through Ultimate Hoops, and yeah. he always talks about. Um, he's like Maranatha Academy. They're known for their pulled pork sandwich. Like he talks about, <laughs> like session stand rankings. Yeah, he'll stuff, bring yeah. out, and then he keeps like a tally of like how much pop he's drinking through the whole year. I mean, he's nice. kind of a nut, but like all the little things like that, you know, or the funny mascots. Like the yeah. there's a mascot. There's the awesome blossoms down in Blooming Prairie, <laughs> and there's there's the like one team is like the lichens, yeah. and then another is like. Um, Oh god, there's so many there's so many crazy mascots. So it's about the vibe, it's about the atmosphere. Everything and the pride the and the things. history. You're right, yeah. And the like like if you show up to De La Salle and you see some really, really stout, stern defense, and you just think like that's a that's a typical De La Salle team. You know, wow. we've seen that we've seen that for the last fifteen years. That's that's how they play ball. It's it's low scoring, it's it's disciplined, it's almost like a military style of discipline. Okay. And um, there's those cool traditions that, that go through the years. So if someone want, someone living here in the Twin Cities wants to check out some good high school hoops this season, uh, what would you recommend? Is there like some tournaments, some like shootouts? Like what, what, what would you recommend yeah. for like a casual basketball fan who wants to dig into some more uh, prep hoops? Where, where should they go? Just well, go to the North Star Hoops and check out the listings? Or what? You could do that. Yeah, yeah we, have, we have free rankings. So if you ever want to cool. see the, the top teams, go to uh, our high school tab. Go to team rankings and then look down at the different class. Champlin Park's an absolute Champlin uh, juggernaut right now. I cool. think they're they're definitely a favorite, especially with um, Hopkins dropping down to seven and two. Okay. Hopkins is a really traditionally strong team, but Shout they, out to Chris Humphreys. Yeah, they <laughs> last week they lost to a double A school. They lost to Mini Haha Academy, oh, who has the best freshman in the state, Jalen Suggs. He had a triple double. Whoa. He's a name to know. All right, Jalen Suggs. Academy, Jalen Suggs. Good up. Why is that as undefeated as well? They're, that's that's more of a team effort. There's not as much star power there, but still really, really good team. Their best kids going to Moorhead State. A couple more here. Maple Grove, got to catch them. Apple Valley, Lakeville North. Those are all safe bets for some for some really good uh, ball. The best players from Maple Grove and Lakeville North are going to Wisconsin, and then Apple Valley's got Tyus' younger brother. So he's, Check him out. he's fun to watch. He's different. He's more, like, defensive-minded okay. and – He's um he's a different style. Point but guard though, or he's a point guard. I think he's a tad taller. Okay, and he's got that Duke offer. So All Coach right. K, I think, is hoping for the family connection. That's right. <laughs> it goes a long way. Yeah. Our final question here in our five questions with Alex Conover. Alex, will the Timberwolves be okay? Take that as you will. Will they be okay? I was actually a uh, I was a believer in the year that they had. Kevin Love and Rubio, and then they signed like Martin and Kirilenko, yep. and they tried to make like a real run. Yeah, and it was like they really heartbreaking. They couldn't close out the games, much like this year. Yeah, that was that year where they were so bad I thought, finishing games. I was like, oh, like Kmart's got like range, and he's a w- deep. You know, he's just what they need, and Kirilenko's so well rounded, and and um, a know, lot the young of veterans are looking good, yeah. and, and but um, they ended up breaking that whole thing down, rebuilding. But we should have stuck to our guns and like tried to work things out with Kevin Love, but. You know, it turns out Flip Flip executed a truly masterful rebuild yeah. uh, on paper. Yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for much more. Perfect. And first thing I thought when he passed away was that if this team uh, is very successful, um, it's going to be such a testament to him and his memory in that he made the deal of a lifetime getting Wiggins for Love, who was who didn't want to be here anyways. Yep. Snag's cat. 
takes yeah. a, rolls well, he the drafted, dice. Drafted, excuse me, drafted Levine and then played them. You know, to to where they only won seventeen games, yeah. and you, you played those young guys so much so that they only won seventeen games, and then drafted Cat with that pick. Yeah, roll the dice on Levine, who is the definition of a boomer bust pick. Yeah, and we've Bench seen player at UCLA. we've seen great strides from him from long distance already yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 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 of the camp that it's fine to be optimistic. You don't have to. You know, it's okay. You're, I'm also an optimist about it. It's all good. Yeah. Well, I yeah I am because. I believe the assets are so good on paper that this yeah. like almost it it's it's like it would be unnatural for this team not to be good like next year or the year after. Yeah. You just have to keep that core together. You give these assets to a long term Thibodeau plan. Yeah. And I think that's where it's gonna make sense. Like there's some growing pains and people are impatient yep. with the growing pains. That's fine. I am too. It's tough to watch. That <laughs> yeah. blazer game that blazer that game rough. did not go well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should have won that one. Yeah, there's gonna be a couple of those, but I think <laughs> the assets are just I mean that's that's the blueprint for a rebuild is what they did. Totally, cool. Uh, Alex, thank you for joining us today with five for five questions. With please give your Twitter handle. Where can folks follow you online? Well, my personal one is Alex underscore Cano. Great. And then uh, my North Star Hoops one with all the uh, Minnesota high school factoids and tweets. I made a separate one because cool. people got sick of seeing that. Yeah, silo one. Uh, at North Star Alex, and Great. then. Yeah, NorthstarHoopsReport.com is the hub for all things. You can see all Alex's hoops. photos. He's a photographer, so you'll see some some pictures of those guys and everything over there as well. So make sure you follow Alex, and uh, you might see him at a Wolves game as well. Alex, thanks for joining us today. No problem. I'll see you on the court Sunday night. Oh, it's going down. Thanks, man. Welcome to tonight's game featuring your Minnesota Timberwolves versus the bad guys. But first, it's time for Target Center Food Review. Yeah. We're always trying out that food at Target Center, bringing you, you know, spending our hard-earned podcast dollars to bring you the truth so you don't have to waste your money on something bad. That's right. There's not much uh, new food at Target Center this year. Lots of great food over there. Last year, they had an avalanche of uh, new stuff. This year... And you know when they uh, get this renovation done, and they'll bring in all the spots oh, yeah. like the Target Field has. Oh, yeah. Get they'll have hot lots, Indian foods in there somewhere. They'll have coming up. But something that is new this year is Dickie's Barbecue. That's right. Dickie's Barbecue. Uh, last year, it was over in the... Uh, whoops. Last year, it was... Um, it was like behind is last was year it was 101? one Yeah, well, last year behind uh, one twenty four opposite yeah. opposite side, they had famous Dave's barbecue back there. Same spot. I tried it. It foods. wasn't very good. It was not very good. The 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 famous Dave's. I I don't even remember if we reviewed it. It was so disappointing. You know. No, I tried it, and it, I think it was a different. We game. might have mentioned it, but yeah. either way, it yeah. Was, we we definitely saw that there was a new barbecue option this year, and we both said good. I thought it would be the same stuff. Different brand, same stuff. Not true. Good to know. We had the Dickie's Barbecue brisket sandwich, and ooh, was it very good. It was one of my favorite Target Center food experiences that I've had um, in quite some time. It's much better than the like burgers you can get there. I think so. The burgers still, like, yep. even the really good ones where they like, put like a, like a scrambled egg breakfast on top of it. Like the, I feel like the quality of the burger meat still is, you know, cafeteria level sometimes. You get more food for the burger because it comes with fries. It's also a couple dollars more, yeah, maybe. It's a couple that's dollars more, like more. 13, that's 13, 14, 15. This is just the sandwich. Or this was 11 for the sandwich. 
And but, the one dollar, or what, does that include the one dollar for the coleslaw? Plus a dollar for the coleslaw, which you got to get. We had the, get we had the coleslaw. coleslaw on the top, and it really it really made the made the sandwich what it was. All three elements, like the bun, the brisket, and coleslaw, just mm. were working. All three of them were working together. You very know? simple, big just three that things. all pull on their weight at the that's same all, time. That's all you need. Uh, very happy with the bun. It was crispy enough that you. Uh, you know, you felt like you were getting some support for all the, you know, kind of sloppy brisket. It's toasted perfectly. That's what, yeah. It was, that was one of the best joys of mm. it. Uh, the meat was a very smoky flavor, yep. you know? I yep. liked it. Well, it didn't taste fake, though. It wasn't like the smoky flavor was, like, programmed into this meat in, right. in, a medical, in the lab, you know? <laughs> Pumped in. Right, exactly. No, I had yeah. a great smoky well taste. Learned. You know, the, the slaw on top really had, like, a nice, cool, tangy flavor that really just balanced great with that smoky brisket and the crispy bun. So like you were saying, all three elements coming together, very, very well done. I really enjoyed it. That was, uh, that was man, again, I had low expectations. I thought it was going to be like that famous Dave's last year. Not at all. Not we, at all. We also got a side of the mac and cheese. Yeah. Or we should say cheese and mac because there was probably like <laughs> two times as much cheese to, as there was to mac ratio. Very it was just creamy. Like you were fishing out the shells. The yeah. shells are nothing to write home about. They kind of feel like, you know, your craft or Velveeta shells. But you're like kind of fishing them out of the cheese. It's very creamy cheese. Mm-hmm. It was tasty. I was like, you know what? This thing, I would say this is a good value at $4, but I'm going to guess it's 6 or something. And you told me it was only three fifty. Three fifty for so, the small size, yes. I would say respect to that if you want to get a little extra. It's uh, the small size is uh, just right for both of us. Like We both ate like half of it and felt good yeah. with that decision. Especially how so. creamy it was. You know, it'd be hard to eat all that by yourself, especially if you get large. So Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not as tasty as the brisket, but I felt like it was a good deal. Good yeah. deal for a side. Yeah, I mean we uh, we just had a great time with this sandwich. It was just it was so tasty, and it was just uh, you know just a very it felt like premium food over at Tar- at uh, at Target Center. So We're definitely enjoyed it. Give it four out of five grills. No, yeah. I, I feel like it's more <laughs> of a twenty eight out of thirty grills. <laughs> grills yeah yeah you know meat smokers i mean to me that's gonna be hard to beat this is gonna be hard to beat the rest of the season or even last season i think i'd put it above anything i had last season um we reviewed all that food there's a couple of new things i think we still need to get to for this season but this is for me this is my favorite thing at uh you know at target center at least especially as far as hot food goes you know i like to get the ice cream i like to get like a licorice or something like that you know some some of that sweet treat but as far as like savory hot like especially like a a sandwich or something that could be like a meal this is number one for me if you want something in sandwich form i'll agree i haven't had anything better at the so target good. center but hit us up we want to be the foodie of the game again come on yeah we'll be foodies of the hit game we'll, we'll try whatever yeah. i know our our twitter audience it, it's not the same as that you could get with like a talk hoops or someone but zach's not flying all the way to minnesota for that no, so no. you know what i'm saying yeah. i mean steve you gotta get steve probably because yeah. it's uh he's got a bigger following but he's got kids to take care of so he can't he can't go out at night uh, up next, Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfies. Weekly Wolfies in the house. Time to shout out some things in the world of Timberwolves basketball. Scott, you want to start or you want me to start? Uh, you go ahead and get started. Okay, cool. Uh, my Weekly Wolfie this week goes to Carl Anthony Towns on social media. Just uh, got a couple things here that were interesting. Couldn't decide between the two, so decided just to just to t- give a wolfie to his general social media presence. He's spreading the love across multiple accounts. This week, first of all, Carl Anthony Towns appears to have a girlfriend. Oh, yes, they seem to be quite romantical with each other. 
Um, you know, Carl is, I don't know, this just seems strange for, for such a thing. He, they, mu- they must really enjoy each other because they posted a picture together, Carl did on New Year's Eve, of him and this person whose name I'm not sure of. You can, you can follow her at uh, K-A-W-A underscore X-O. We'll link it, in the, link it in the show notes. Her name is Kawa, I think. Um, she is Hawaiian, I think. She seems to be a model or something like that. It doesn't really matter, but I think it's interesting that they posted that they are a thing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like usually, you know, unless you're married, maybe you don't, maybe you don't do that. We don't see that very often. I haven't seen it with any other Timberwolves players. I guess that's the only NBA people I follow. Hey, as long as it's not a Kardashian, I think we're still safe. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's all good. So that's all thought, good. I thought that was interesting. So you can follow, about, you can follow Kat's girlfriend. Um, and then also his snap story from the team going to the White House this week. Uh, we're coming. We're coming. <laughs> coming to the White House. Uh, okay, uh, coming to the White House. Uh, I mean, yeah, his snap story was awesome. He had, uh, you know, him walking through all the places. He had some funny captions as he posted pictures of like some portraits of of, of old presidents and stuff. Um, some of oh, that. Yeah, no, I like this because I sent you the text message the other night. It was like new mixtape coming. Where like the difference between Carl Anthony Towns's caption for. Both Boz and Towns took the same Snapchat oh, photo of Ben okay. Franklin. Uh, Carl's Tapshin is fire mixtape coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Shabazz is $100 bills $100 and then the thinking face emoji. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also, yeah, it's just also funny to hear these guys talk to each other. He was saying, you know, hey, I'm going to give my first my first address or whatever as he was up on the podium. Or there was funny pictures of all of them at the podium. So, uh, yeah, those guys going to the to the White House, uh, you know, I feel like that, that trip should have been suspended after their loss the previous night against the Sixers. Oh, Tom I feel like they should have let the president down. Should have canned it. Do you think this was a – this is my other question. Do you think that this trip was a Thibodeau-Obama hookup? Yeah. Or do you think any pro team can just get a private visit if they want? Mm. Now I can see it going both ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, and, you know, if, if it's not like a Thibodeau-Obama hookup, it could easily be like Thibodeau knows one of his staffers yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know, I've seen teams like do this before, so I'm, I'm, it's not. Totally. But it's still cool. Usually it's when they win the championship. You get to go to the White House, obviously. But this was just like a just a visit to D.C. You know, we're playing the Wizards on Friday. So. Ron Shumpert said he's not going to go to the White House if they win. <laughs> That's right. He's boycotting. Um, okay, Scott, who uh, who or what wins your weekly Wolfie of the Week? Well, we've been talking about this uh, as long as we've had the podcast. We want local hip-hop artists to start shouting out uh, our, our Timberwolves players' names. Yep, uh, yep. Rap and hip-hop and basketball have gone together for as long as each has existed. And that's Always. right, James Naismith rapping <laughs> when he put up the peach baskets. And so we've put the request out that we've had a few. Whenever we hear one, we highlight it on the show. Yep. And we got a, a nice one this week. And I just want to give a shout-out to Alan Kingdom. He's, uh... Yeah, there we go. It's a remix. Who's on the remix? A little Yachty? Lil Yachty, it's Minnesota. It's got a good beat. Shouts out Zach and Wiggins. Hey! Going 
going Wiggins at the mall, eh? Going Wiggins at the mall. I think uh, I'm glad I got Wiggins in there because we usually hear Levine because Levine is such an easy thing to ride. Yeah. I got uh, Splash like Zach Levine is what he said. I remember yeah. Muja, uh, <laughs> Muja Messiah. Muja Messiah had the yeah. line where he said, half man, half machine. I got hops like Zach Levine on a trampoline. <laughs> yep. So this I think very similar. Levine's yeah. an easy name to go with. But uh, yeah. like Alan Kingdom, he has my number four favorite local album of the year. All right. And so uh, really happy. I was hoping. I think we actually called him out by name when we were requesting uh, our right. local yeah, artist to mention Wolves. And I knew he'd come through. And, and it's a really uh, catchy remix, too. So check that out. We'll link it up in the show notes. And sure enough. Right there. That's a catchy tune. I, I, you got to bounce a little bit when you hear it. Yeah. You know? Cold like Minnesota from, from Lil Yachty. Uh, wonderful. Those are our weekly wolfies. All right, Scott, let's wrap this thing up. Let's play a game. Ooh, a game. A fun game, hopefully. Game time. Mm, Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, fun you. game. That's uh, a that's simple game. Really. Okay, simple game this week. What yeah. you got for us, Scott? Keep my what, notes what kind open. Of, what kind of game we're going to play? What, what, what are we talking about this week? What we well, got? we saw a, a rare matchup uh, during the Portland game. Uh, they guarded each other for a while, oh. and I, I'm I'm just going out on a limb here and saying this is probably the first time in NBA history that a Shabazz went against a Shabazz. Oh, spell their name the same way, but Shabazz Muhammad, differently. Shabazz Napier, <laughs> and at one point Shabazz elbowed Shabazz, and on the call perfectly, I think it was Dave Vent said Shabazz elbowed Shabazz, which is correct <laughs> because that's how you pronounce both their yeah, names. Yeah, different. So tonight's game, y'all, four questions. I'm going to ask you a question. You have to tell me is it Shabazz or Shabazz? Got it. All right, here we go. Which player averages one assist per game this season? I will say Shabazz Muhammad. Nah, Shabazz. Shabazz is a point guard. He's he a point guard. He's only got one. He should be doing way better than that. Shabazz is much more close to his career rate. He's at like 0.7 <laughs> per game. Come on. All right, next question. Who averages 17 minutes per game this season? 17. I'll say Shabazz Muhammad. That sounds about right. Yeah, you're correct. All right. Shabazz, Good. Shabazz is under that. What does he have? Uh, he's like, a, like he's 10. Getting, he's getting like 10. Yeah. yeah okay. Much. All right. But Lillard and McCollum, you know, you're not going to get much You're not burn, seeing the floor. You know? All right. Next question. Who has a higher true shooting percentage and PER this season? Both. True shooting and PER. Well... You know, Boss hasn't been very good, but a lot of his shots do come from around the rim. That would raise up his true shooting. I don't know. I'll, I'll go Napier on this one. I'll go Baz. Shabazz is correct. Okay. Just, Baz. Yeah. What does he have? Do you have the numbers? Do you have the comparison? Uh, No. Okay. No, he's, 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 he's doing better. better on both, so. Yeah, okay. On both. Wow. All right. Final question, Neil. Which of these two players has played for the Sioux Falls Sky Force? <laughs> Which of them? which of them? Yeah, I mean, I I know. Hmm, has Shabazz, did Shabazz go down there? Well, he he went down to the D League, I think. And but it was 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 it for like the Iowa team or something? May I think you're trying to throw me for a loop right here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Napier. That's correct. Shabazz. 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 Played for the Sky Force. Shabazz played for the Iowa Energy. Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. For some reason, I remember him being Iowa. I was like, what? Um. Yeah, I guess because yeah, they were because because he was with the Heat, yeah, right, and then that and was the Heat the, had that the was, connection, yeah. yeah. Uh, top of your head, do you know which one was drafted in 2014? Uh, Shabazz, both Shabazz, <laughs> Shabazz, Shabazz 2013. Thir- 13, okay, 14 was the Wiggins draft, man. Shabazz, yeah, with that draft pick, the LeBron draft pick. Oh, man. He, he dra- LeBron drafted him essentially, and then, and then, then bolted, bolted, then bolted down. <laughs> so, sorry, suckers. <laughs> Bye. You thought this was gonna keep me here? Nah. He's cold. Uh, yeah, and he got he got drafted by the Hornets, and the Heat traded for him, and then 
Wow. Now he's, uh, you know, in Portland, I guess. Wow. Coming off the pine behind Lillard and McCollum. It's, yeah. It's a tough, tough yeah. place to be. It's Although, a tough one know. right there. Well, at least he's still in the league. At least yeah. he's still doing his thing. That's right. Uh, cool. All right. That's going to do it for us this week, everyone. Appreciate everybody listening. It was something of a depressing week, I would say, for Wolves basketball. As far as, you know, losing two games, I think most fans would have thought we would have won. But um, I, I appreciate everyone who's, who's still listening to our show at this point. That's very cool of you. That is something that's impressive, I think, to be listening to Wolves podcast at this point in the year when things aren't really going our way. Uh, you know, we're, we're hanging in there with it. It's, you know, it's yeah, a process. We're all asking ourselves why? Why do we love this team that hurts us so? That hurts us so. But uh, you, we love them all the same. So that's why you know we're your friends and you're. We're, you're someone who you can cry at the bar with, you, yeah. can, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> or in the sense that we're yeah. here for you. We're, you can commiserate. We're going we to try and put a good face, like a, a happy face on as best as we can. Keep it light. Keep it fun. We're going to have some cool guests. Shouts to Alex Conover for yes. being our guest this week. I Thank did have you. stuff I was going to say about his segment, but I yeah. forgot to because of the time crunch. No, that's okay. Uh, but that was a good interview. Thank you uh, for coming on the pod, Akon. Yeah, we love you. Yeah. And uh, even though he's a Packers fan. <laughs> Whatever. He's his team going to the playoffs. That's how it goes. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we're going to keep it going. We'll be back next week with another show. I hope you'll join us then. Shouts um, to my wife. Shouts to Meg, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Go crazy, I ride for my team. I splash like Zach Levine. Ooh, baby, I'm up for that green. Chipotle, I see off that bean. Yeah, came up in St. Paul, yeah. M.O.A., fuck the mall, yeah. Going wiggers at the mall, yeah. Fuck it, I'm going to buy it all.